This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. All right, good morning, everyone. So today we are going to talk real quick about penetrating wounds to extremities. And first, what you can do to control bleeding. And then second, what you can do to control bleeding if your initial attempt at controlling bleeding wasn't working. So you have a penetrating wound. What can you do to control bleeding? Tourniquet. Pressure. How about before tourniquet? Pressure. Pressure. So w- when you say pressure, what do you mean like just put your hand over it? Apply pressure with the like, gauze or so direct, direct. So the key is direct pinpoint pressure, right? So like if you just put a hand over it and push down, that's really not going to do, is not as effective as actually taking something and having your pinpoint pressure to the specific area, whether that be proximally as well, along with direct pressure to that area, it's your first step. And if you can control it with that, then you can usually hopefully build a compression dressing that will control that bleeding. And so when you talk about compression dressings, what do I mean by that? Do I just mean like four by fours and then you just slap it on there? Think about like a pyramid, right? So you're trying to create an upside down pyramid on that wound, right? Where the point is applying direct pressure to the actual bleeding site and then you build up and direct compression. The other thing you can put in there are coagulation agents, surge of foam, we've got the powder. There's lots of other products out there that you can use. So along with this, you're assessing vitals, ensuring that this person hasn't exsanguinated large amounts of blood prior to their arrival to you. So what happens if you do this and then it starts continuously soaking through even that? And let's start by first it's soaking through and it's passive versus it's soaking through and you feel pulsatile. If it's a passive thing, you continue to try to tamponade this with the direct pressure. If it's pulsatile, it's a little bit more concerning, especially if it's in a, a big, large extremity like the, the leg or even like the arm up high. You know, these are areas that can be difficult to get to from a compression standpoint. For the venous side, so if it's like an oozing wound, you can try again. If that doesn't work, then what's the next step? Yeah. So, you know, the indications for for tourniquets, and this is from the Bleed campaign, you know, this is where go out and try and train the community. So I'll just read through what it says. So it's pulsatile or steady bleeding from the limb. Blood is pooling on the ground. The overlying clothes are soaked in blood. Bandages, makeshift bandages used to cover the wound are ineffective. There was prior extremity bleeding. The patient's now in shock, unconscious, confused, pale, right? So generally speaking, you know, those are what we say pre-hospital, but we can also, you know, if we're assessing them in the ED, that's also something that you can use partially to, to help guide you. So now if you are going to put a tourniquet on, let's see how you would do it. Cat tourniquet, really what we have in the EDs, and they have a Velcro band around it. And so you're taking that whole thing and you're going to apply it proximally to wherever the wound is, right? And once you get it secured, then you're going to take that plastic rod. You keep rotating it until the bleeding stops. And generally speaking, you know, that's going to be a, a few rotations. Once you have it in a spot where the bleeding has stopped, then you secure it by putting it through the clip that's there, right? And then you're making sure that that Velcro is wrapped back around and, and set up. So how long can you leave one of these tourniquets on? Generally speaking, we like less than 90 minutes. For long transports, right, there's gonna be a little bit more time. But when you think about folks going to the OR 
who are getting limb surgeries, a lot of times they'll have tourniquets up for the whole surgery. So, you know, the biggest thing on this is nerve injury, loss of blood flow, so ischemic changes distally that can occur, and then the nerve problem, as we discussed you know, a second ago. And so if you're going to put a tourniquet up, you want to make sure you mark the time that you put that tourniquet up. So have a clear mark attached there, and, there, and these tourniquets usually have a spot where you can write that on them. And then ensuring you have a, a, a plan for next steps. If you have a surgeon in-house, that's going to be, you know, they're going to go to surgery. If they're going to be going somewhere else, you want rapid transport, right? You don't want to delay these patients, especially especially if you have a tourniquet up. So those are kind of the basics, I think, of using a tourniquet. The biggest point from this is that you can stop most bleeding just by direct pressure. Tourniquet is last resort, not because you're scared because a person's bleeding. You need to try first direct pressure, and then if that's not successful, the next step could be a, a tourniquet. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division, and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.